0: Om Namaste and welcome to our podcast interactions it has been really a very long time many months i haven't posted a podcast I'm sorry for that, got caught up with uh, many things. So today I would like to start with a bit of a serious podcast, uh, because I asked people to what they would like me to post, and I got a uh, lot of um, suggestions, uh, more than 50 suggestions, I am really grateful to all of them who took time to tell me what I should post. Uh, I will be doing now slowly, one by one I will be doing. Generally I don't prepare, I just meditate and whatever inspires me I will be doing it. So today I would like to start on a serious note. Generally, I start with saying joy is your nature, smile is your birthright, all these type of things, and I will be laughing and making jokes and all. But uh, today I would like to start on a bit of a serious note. But it is not really serious; is a part of life. It is the the other side of the life, the other side of the coin. When we talk about life then we also have to talk about death which is as real as life like pain and pleasure, profit and loss acceptance and rejection success and failure praise and censure, heat and cold, pain and pleasure all these are like pairs of opposites in philosophy we call them as Pairs of opposites or Dvandva, dualities. This is part of our life. We cannot deny that. So today I would like to start about talking about death which is very as real as life. This is a serious topic in a way. But this is an important topic in uh, philosophy, especially Indian philosophy. And most of the spiritual seekers, they start their spiritual pursuit with this question of death. I started my journey like this. I am nothing compared to the real masters like Buddha. Buddha started with the question about suffering, sorrow and suffering. When he experienced pain, when he saw, not really personally experienced, but he saw sickness, death, old age, all that, when he saw, a transformation happened to him to ask questions about life. For me, my journey began like that. I used to also read a lot of books, but always on the surface, superficial. Never really gone deep into them. I did lot of study of philosophy, more of intellectual interest rather than real interest. Only when my mother died suddenly uh, of a heart attack, which I was never expecting, uh, in her early, very early 60s, that's when the questions about life came to me very existential questions like I will die one day without understanding about life and death. So this is how generally we begin our spiritual journey. See the, one of the kleshas given in the yoga sutras, the five kleshas, avidya, asmita, raga, dvesha, abhinivesha, abhinivesha, fear of death, is one of the kleshas, one of the impediments, one of the afflictions, one of the problems which we need to deal with. So what triggered me to take up is that I have, I got like lot of people asking about this question to express my perspectives. When I am expressing my perspectives, is not my personal perspectives, what I experienced in my life and also from the perspective of the Indian philosophy. Indian philosophy talks a lot about death. They don't shy away. They, the teachers discuss about it. But don't think that in Indian families they discuss about them. In Indian families, when anyone tries to talk about death, they will say don't talk about it. If you start talking about it, you will attracting. But Indian philosophy says that just by talking you won't attract and not by talking you don't attract. It's a part of life. The other side of the coin, the life and death, pain and pleasure, heat and cold, profit and loss, success and failure, praise and censure, these are different sides of the same coin. So whenever we encounter death, it's not easy. We can simply, like say, we can try to console people, but what actually happens is, when people encounter death, there will be a feel of rage, sorrow, incomprehension, sadness. There will be a lot of grief. And the, most of the pain comes from lack of understanding. Why did this happen? Why my loved ones have died? It can be parents, it can be siblings, it can be friends, it can be one's own children. and people carry, like in, during pregnancy, uh, miscarriages happen. Or we are forced to go for miscarriages. Uh, or different such things. So it's extremely painful. Grief visits us. We cannot get rid of it nor we want to get rid of it because we are in the grip of pain which is very natural. I am, I would like to be with this person, I would like to spend some more time, some more months and years and some more time with my mother or father or I would like to have this child which I am carrying and I am expecting a child who didn't come into life or came into life and leaves the earth in a short time that's quite painful there is absolutely no doubt about it and in fact my teachers when they were describing many of these things discussing about these things they always told that whenever someone comes to you with pain don't tell them uh, don't give them philosophy don't try to preach them or lecture them uh, lend your shoulder, allow them to go through that grief. That's why in Indian tradition we have a 12-day mourning period. In Buddhist tradition, it is a 40-day mounting period, mourning period. 12 days of mourning, 13-day we begin our journey. But for one year, every month, one day is selected to spend time with the memories of this person who. Left us before coming onto the earth or after coming onto the earth. Every month, one day for 12 months, and then we are told that now you are allowed to mourn for one day every year. Every year, we remember that person and do some rituals, but the purpose of those rituals is to express gratitude, express. Our feelings towards this person whom we miss. So there is a system generated, developed because uh, there is a reason for that. The grief is a part of life. We cannot deny that. We cannot avoid. We cannot suppress that. Because we are alive now, that doesn't mean that we will be alive eternally. We will all, we all will leave this body. We leave this earth and we'll come back. So the only solution or answer for this is when you place yourself in a different framework to understand this problem and find a solution for this. Whenever we are sitting in that framework and trying to understand, we will not find an answer for that. When you, whenever we have a problem, we have to put ourselves outside that framework and try to understand, get a bigger picture. That is how, uh, like we are given a lot of stories, and anecdotes, and examples to understand this. Once one lady came to Buddha, uh, her her child uh, left the body, died, and she was grief-stricken, and she came to Buddha. Buddha was an enlightened master, and she thought that Buddha... ...can do anything, being an enlightened master can bring uh, the dead person to life. So she came to Buddha and she prayed, she literally cried and she begged him that the child should come back to life. Buddha being compassion incarnate, was totally compassionate, he wanted to help this person in the real way... So he told him that yes, I will be able to help you, but you go to, you have to do something for me. You have to get some sesame seeds, sesame, sesame seeds from any house, but any house where death never happened. So I need those special sesame seeds collected from a house where death never happened. So she immediately keeps the uh, body of the child there and she goes in search of getting sesame seeds. So she asks people, she knocks the door, people were ready to give sesame seeds and then she says that, uh, did any death happen in this house? If it happened, then those sesame seeds are of no use. Then everyone says Yes. And so end of the day she comes back completely tired. She tells Buddha that I am, I could not get any sesame seeds where death never happened. So then he, say, he tells her that I am doing all this to make you understand that death is, is the reality of life, the other side of life. We don't ask questions when everything is going good. We always ask questions when things are not good. That is how suffering has a role in life because it slows us down, it makes us ask questions. When everything is going according to our expectations, we, most of the time we think it is our greatness, our achievement, our success that things are happening. But when something goes wrong, then we start asking questions, why and why me? The answer, the, we can get only the right answers when you, when we uh, place ourselves out of this framework. We, if we are sitting in the framework and trying to find answers, we will not be able to find. Like if you are in an organization beset with a lot of problems, as long as you cannot get a different perspective, you will not find solutions. That's why we call consultants. Why? Because consultants look at the whole problem in a completely different way. Similarly, whenever we are steeped in a problem, we reach out to our friends or some other family members who don't have our problem so that they can see the problem in a completely different light, a new perspective. So, in order to understand about life and death, we have to put ourselves a little bit out of this framework and try to understand. Death is inevitable. We all died and we came back to life. So if we want to understand really about life and death, we have to take the perspective of rebirth. If we don't take the perspective of rebirth, if it is a YOLO, if it is no, you only live once and you don't come back, then it doesn't offer any solutions. I am not going religious here. It has nothing to do with religion. Uh, or any belief system. We have to understand a bigger thing. Science may not be accepting reincarnation and all. Science has to grow a lot. Science keeps improving. What was science thousand years before is not the same. They always keep learning. And they keep changing their theories all the time, proclaiming that they know everything. So it's the problem of the science. Science is great, but at the same time, science has its own limitations. I'm not saying that philosophy has all the answers, but... Uh, Let us move away from that controversy. The Indian philosophy or Eastern philosophies, they talk about reincarnation. So unless we understand and appreciate the concept of reincarnation, we will not be able to have an agreeable or a satisfactory answer for this pain which we are suffering. That is... ...due to death of the near and dear ones. We have to remember a few things. First thing we have to remember is that when everything is going good... ...we never ask questions like, why everything is good to me? We just accept it and enjoy. Perfect. There is nothing wrong in it. But things are going wrong, then we ask a question, why me? These things are going wrong, going in a different way all over the world if you observe look around then people are all suffering from the uh, loss of near and dear ones but we are not much bothered about them because it didn't happen to me and we think that this will never happen to me this is why in the mahabharata in the one of the episodes there was a, called a concept uh, there is a story called Uh, the Aksha's questions. There, the Yudhishthira, the king was asked a question by the one of the Akshas. He says that what is the biggest joke? Joke. He says that biggest joke in this world is that everyone is dying around, but we think we will never die. This is the biggest joke. People are suffering, but we always think we will never suffer. When suffering visits us, we we suffer. Nothing wrong, but we don't have answers. So that's why we should start seeking answers when we are not suffering. Then when we are going through suffering, then we will be able to maintain some peace and balance because we have answers. Otherwise, the, <clears throat> the problem is not about suffering. It is more about the incomprehension, sadness, And the anger which comes out of it, because I don't know what is going on, why am I suffering, why did I lose this child, why did I I lose this person whom I really love, so why me? But just think of it, one day we will leave our loved ones and leave, exactly they will suffer in the same way. But then, if we understand that the concept of reincarnation gives a lot of answers to it, because each of us, we have our own aspirations and we want to move on. So, end of the life, we want to go through different other experiences, and for which we need a different physical framework. I may not be able to enjoy or experience certain desires with this particular body. This particular body has limitations and I need a different hardware to experience different sets of desires. If I want to fly, I need to be a bird. If I want to swim, I need to be a fish or any other aquatic creature. If I want to be uh, living in the forest, enjoy like like an animal, I need that animal body. With the human body, I can experience only one set of desires, whereas with the a different body, different hardware, we can experience different set of desires. So the totality provides us different sets of desires to fulfill our aspirations. Now, a bigger question comes up is, why small children, small babies, even before they experience life, leave the body? So this is what we, the answers come from the right understanding of karma and also the desire to move on. Don't we buy something, sometimes we buy, no, I go to a a mall and I quickly buy some dress and after I buy and bring it home, somehow I don't like it. I still didn't try that, I didn't really use it. But then I don't like it. Then I give it off to someone. So then people will ask, like, why did you buy then? No, I don't know. Like at that time I feel like buying, I got like carried away, I bought it. But now I just wanted to give it off to someone, let someone use it. It's okay. It's all right. Sometimes we use a dress which for like years and years and it is torn still we continue to use because we like it. So this is a common experience, sometimes most of us, like we have a particular dress which is already worn out, it is a little bit torn, we don't mind stitching it and using it because we like it. So this is exactly the way we change our bodies, that is why in Bhagavad Gita the body changing is compared to uh, changing the, uh, the dress si, Nani, Naro Parani. so it is like the old or worn out or address which you don't like how the way you change. Similarly, the body is changed. Some people who are like you know like some uh, like rich people, whatever you call, they buy a car and then they change it, even before they use, they use it just one time and then they change it. They use a new vehicle. And it, happened to, it happens to all of us. We do this. You order a food and then the, when the food comes, by the time you just take a munch of it and then you feel, ah, it's, uh, I didn't like it somehow. I like this. The taste was good. Everything is good. But somehow I lost the mood. Whatever you call. This is how uh, in the progression of our soul, Jiva, as individuals we are moving. If we can fly high and look at all our lives, successive lives, then we get a bigger picture. But we are caught up with one life. If we can fly high and get a bigger picture, then we can see that we are moving through different bodies, acquiring different experiences and knowledge and we are moving on and on and on. So even with others. So that is why through lot of stories in Indian mythology these things are brought about. So in also uh, Bhagavata in the one of the Puranas where lot of talking about Krishna and all comes up. So there also it is uh, described about a small child who leaves the body after a few years. So I talked about it in some of our other podcasts probably in the reincarnation. Uh, podcast. So leaves the body and the parents are so upset about it. So one of the saints, he recalls that body, recalls that soul and, and asks a question that your parents are wailing, parents are crying, they are unhappy that you left even before you really experience life. Why don't you come back into your body? So that jiva, that soul says, that I had many parents in my previous births and I am going through my own set of experiences. So even my own parents, they are also going through different sets of experiences. So if I try to come back into this body, already I entered into another body, those parents will be uh, will be crying. So I cannot come back, I want to move on. So we all want to move on. Just think of it. When we become old and when we want, we deep down in our unconscious, we want to move on. Then if somebody is not allowing us to move on, how do we feel? We will feel suffocated and like pulled back. As we want to move on, so even every soul, every jiva wants to move on. This comes from the perspective, proper understanding about karma and reincarnation from a higher standpoint. If you can go higher and look down onto our series of lives, then we will be able to appreciate and understand. It is difficult but not impossible. When I came into the path of spirituality, I came because my mother died and I wanted to understand Where from she came where has she gone so I want to know the whole progression I didn't have answers that was giving me enormous pain so the whole my spiritual journey for the last uh, more than almost I think 28 years almost 20 20, 28 years nearing 30 years of my spiritual journey uh, has been spent like trying to understand about life and death and The answers are not so difficult. Everyone doesn't need to spend so much time. I for me the answers came within the first few years. So the answers are already there. We have to seek the answers. When I am sick, I have to seek medicine. The medicine won't come to me. I have to seek the medicine. When I am sick, I have to seek the help of a doctor. When I am hungry, I have to seek food. The food won't come and enter into my mouth and I can, uh, or even if it enters into the mouth, it, it won't, I have to chew. At least, even just think of it, somebody puts food in my mouth, still I have to chew. So similarly, we have to put some effort in trying to find answers to these complex, but not really so complex questions. The answers are already there. We have to seek the answers. The solutions are already there. We have to seek the solutions. So it is when someone leaves us, we have to understand that that jiva, that soul wants to move on. So by allowing them to move on, sending loving thoughts to that jiva, that individual to move on and experience life in different bodies, we free that jiva. We are not pulling that energy back. We are not trying to pull them. energy. Even if we try, the jiva will move on. But we feel uh, more, more uh, balanced, more peaceful. We don't become uh, like uh, pain. We try to appreciate and understand the universal laws. Initially, there will be a rage and pain. Just think of this. When you in your previous incarnation left your parents and went off, how they would have felt? The same thing like whenever we want to do something and we do against the wishes of our parents or our loved ones, how do they feel? But we know that this is what exactly I want to do and we appreciate when they understand us. So the same thing we need to appreciate that the Jeeva has moved on. The universal intelligence is completely uh, correct. It doesn't do any injustice. The totality is infallible. The laws are same for everyone. They don't change according to a person. They, there is no nepotism. There is no special favors here. The universal laws of karma and moving on from life to life is according to the universal laws dharma. So having that trust, that shraddha, the total openness and trust to, towards the totality. And with the belief that the person who left us is happy somewhere, we make our own prayers. Wherever you are, let you be happy. So, Loka Samastaha Sukhino Bhavantu, when we are saying, let the life in all the realms be happy. When we use the word realms, Lokaha means different realms, that is different frequencies. So, we are saying that all the people who left us, let them continue to be happy. So, I always like pray, I, am, I express my gratitude to my mother, my father. All my other people my sisters husband my brother-in-law and some nice wonderful people I met in life my close friends many of them they left their bodies and they are on their onward journey especially last uh, especially last few years number of them left their bodies that's why we don't even use the expression dying death we say left the body this is the expression we use By like practice, we say this person left the body and took another body, that's all. Physical body only has changed, the energy body continues, as even it is happening with us. We don't remember our previous parents, our previous other siblings and all, but we continue our journey. So even the other jivas continue to do. That is good for us. So the totality keeps a thick lid on our memories of the past lives because we cannot handle them. So if we can handle them, they will be given to us by the totality. So we need to have trust in the totality, Ishwara, Pranidhana, acceptance and recognizing the totality. In our own body, 5 trillion cells are operating. 99.9% of the operations are being done by the Totality, the universal intelligence, Ishwara. So Ishwara is Ishvara is not infallible. Infallibility is Ishwara. So no mistakes happen here. So that trust, Shraddha helps us to stay calm. It will help in our mental well-being. So we need to work on this. Seek answers. Already people have worked with these answers. So you will find. So people will be able to help you to find answers. I'll be very more than happy to help anyone. This is absolutely non-commercial activity. I'll be more than happy to reach out to anyone to explain. Uh, I'm available 24 by 7 when it comes to these type of questions. This is my passion. When I'm doing the yoga business, that is nothing. The real passion and joy comes from Uh, helping out or reaching out to people in answering their questions. So don't give up asking these questions. Look deep into it and I am sure the totality will help you to find answers. The answers are already there and you will be able to tap into that wisdom. So, Lokaha Samastaha Sukhino Bhavantu Sarvesham Swastir Bhavatu